we like to gather, we like to speak to people. And when you can do sales in a manner that's just as effortless, effortless as going to a gathering that you enjoy, then it becomes social. Then the, it becomes more relational. You become more approachable and the benefit to your buyer who is part of a community and humanity starts to change the way we operate and the way we um, interface as people. And it's just really important to me that we do things in a manner that really impacts the humanness of what we are. Welcome to the Making Sales Social Podcast, featuring the top voices in sales and marketing. Join hosts Bryn Tillman and Bill McCormick as they discuss the best tips and strategies they are teaching their clients so you can leverage them for your own virtual and social selling. Here are your hosts, Bryn Tillman and Bill McCormick. Hey, welcome to Making Sales Social. I'm Bill McCormick. I'm Bryn Tillman. So Bryn, who's joining us today? Oh, I am so excited. Michelle Baker is joining us today. I met Michelle through uh, Women's Sales Pros and I think we had an immediate connection. One of the things I love is her approach to sales in an authentic and human way that I'm really excited for everybody to learn about. Welcome, Michelle. Tell our listeners a little bit about you and your your business, um, which is, is, is it Michelle Baker Enterprises or Igniting Confidence? So igniting confidence is just like the tagline. It's Got the it. expression of what people receive, the benefit or the, or, you know, as I say, the blessing of Michelle. And then my business is just currently Michelle Baker Enterprises. And um, yes, yeah, so my gift, as I said, is igniting confidence. And I'm just super duper passionate about helping um, business owners and sales leaders to identify and connect with more of their ideal buyers so they can do more of the work they love to do. So creating an authentic, seamless way about how they go about connecting and making sales and bringing onboarding clients is uh, my mastery. And it's the thing that just really lights me up. So yeah, a lot of fun. This is going to be great. So you said a number of words that I'm like, that are pinging <laughs> off in me. Ideal client. Neurons going, right? <laughs> so, but, but before we get that, Michelle, we always ask every guest the same question to lead off. What does making sales social mean to you? Ah, well, it social is, so we're, we are community. We are connected. And by nature, we like to gather. We like to speak to people. And when you can do sales in a manner that's just as effortless, effortless as going to a gathering that you enjoy, then it becomes social. Then the, it becomes more relational. You become more approachable and the benefit to your buyer who is part of a community and humanity starts to change the way we operate and the way we um, interface as people. And it's just really important to me that we do things in a manner that really impacts um, just the humanness of what we are. That's you couldn't say it better. I think yeah, that's, that's like mic drop moment right from the right from the start. So that's that's amazing. Did you have something, Bryn? Well, I always have something. So you know what I'm what I I'm hearing that I absolutely love that you know resonates so deeply is we are selling to human beings, yes. not leads, not prospects, people. Yes. Right. And so w w 
what I'm hearing, and I can't wait to hear more, is we have to start building these relationships authentically and potentially one of the things we talk about is detaching from the sale and attaching to helping them solve a problem as a human being. And I think, and I'm excited to hear more, but like that's, that's where all the wheels in my head are going. Uh, absolutely. And um, it, as I heard you say, like detaching. So I combine um, what I call, what I tell people is what I do is I combine um, some of the principles of what, how we succeed with our human nature. Like I tell success is not our natural nature. Our, our nature is to be comfortable, cozy, warm, toasty. I always give the image. We want to go home, kick back on the Barca lounger, eat some chips, drink some beer, have some soda and fall asleep with TV on. Eat right? ice cream. <laughs> there you go. But success demands that we go home and we read a book, we exercise, we eat a healthy meal, we interface with our family, right? So it's not our nature. And so actually realizing that sales is one of those jobs that's emotionally difficult. Mm -hmm. And that's what many people don't really talk about because it has a lot of rejection, right? If you think about the scale, a lot of 100 cold leads, only 3% of the people are ready to buy today. 10% mm -hmm. will buy from you. Another 30% will follow up with you and become possible buyers throughout the course of the cycle of your you know, lifespan at that company, but it will never happen immediately. So the constant follow through and follow up and the fear of rejection is so high. And that's the humanness that many people do not actually help their sales rep with. That's where my mastery comes around is make talking about that part and making them rejection proof because then when they understand it's going to happen, it's not a big deal. So how do I emotionally prepare myself with, for what is inevitable? I love the, um, the imagery I get here, because if I, if I go home and I sit on in, in my recliner and I just eat ice cream all the time, which that would be my default mode. I, I hi, I'm Bill. I have a problem with ice cream. It, it just is, is who, who I am. So if I do that, I'm going to get fat. I'm going to get out of shape. So as, as, as we can, we talk about sales reps, if they're just going home and relaxing. So if they're not putting time into who they are as people, what happens yes. to them? What happens is you will begin to the, the day that actually happened begins to be the story that you repeat. So when you didn't get the sale, when they didn't call you back, when it didn't happen, that becomes the repetition. When you go home and or on the way home, even you're in your car, you're listening to a podcast like this. You're listening to a book on tape. You're taking courses. You're part of a mastermind that is talking about the challenges, but how they overcome them. And you're, so your mind is a storehouse. As I tell people, we are not in control. The the chatter in your head is in control. And until you feed that chatter what it needs to give you success in sales, you're not going to have it. Mm. So do you think of chatter like mantras or like what is chat, like define chatter and how we can control that maybe? Yes. Yeah, so um, in terms of the way we are, 90% of our decision-making comes from the unconscious. It's already made before, right? So once you actually open your mouth and start talking, it's already too late. <laughs> like it's already been synthesized at an unconscious level. 
we are habits, creatures of habits. And, um, you know, research has shown, Joe Dispenza has done a lot of research around this. Um, the Power of Habit, there's another book you can read, Atomic Habits. Oh, really talk about- Love Atomic Habits. <laughs> right? Talk about how habitual we are. So since success is not your nature, creating the habit of success is requisite to sales, right? Top performers don't think about what they have to do. They just do it because they've habituated and brought it into identity. Now, having said that, that is the hardest thing for an adult to do is to establish a habit of success in any category of life and sales with the high level of rejection that makes it almost virtually impossible. That's why there's so much turnover in sales. What do you recommend? So let's say we have a listener right now who's like, all right, you know, I've got some bad habits. I know I've got some bad habits. I have some success with sales, um, but I know I've got the wrong messaging in my head. I know that I'm coming to a sale thinking about what that customer is worth to me versus yes. what I'm worth to that customer. Exactly. But, you know, what? what's the first thing? Do they take inventory of their current state of being like what is the first thing they do i guess in some ways to create awareness of the chatter right i mean what, yes. what do you recommend so the first thing um i do when i'm working with people is uh start with why do you want to sell most people are never even asked that question why why is it important for you to sell so just really uncovering the reasons because when the reasons outweigh the results that's your impetus. That's your drive. That's your motivation. That's why you keep going. Mm -hmm. And many people, that's why sales is so difficult. Sales is a very results oriented um, beast that really doesn't care about the why, but, and yet the why is vitally important to sustain success long-term. So getting clear on that why, which is the vision, right? No greatness is ever achieved without having envisioned it first in your mind. So getting them clear and tying that and helping them create what a successful vision of sales is for them. And nine times out of 10, it's not about that job. It's not even about the awards. It's about the lifestyle, the family they love, the kids they have, the houses they want to buy, the, tra the travel they want, but they are never equating and tying it all together in a clear and compelling vision. And that's where I like vision mastery. I'm called the man. I've workplaces and people still call me Matt's. Michelle, the master manifester, but helping people create clear and compelling visions is my jam. And that's what I love to do. And then once we get the vision of the what, tie it to the reasons of the why, then we dial in who is the person who has the what, and that's where the habit to, the habituating comes in for that. So then it just becomes your knee jerk reaction that you would all that you want, all that what is just so I love this. One of the things we talk about purposeful prospecting we, yes. you know, in, in social selling, one of the biggest mistakes that folks make is random acts of social, right? Yes. We're unconsciously going in and engaging without yes. purpose, without structure, right? And so we often talk about how the random acts they're like big dark holes, you know, that you get stuck in and yes. you're never as productive as you could be. So, you know, putting together, so we, we, we usually, we don't often use the word habits, but we use the word 
you know, um, daily cadence or tactics. Right? Oh, I love cadence. Consistency. That's my other word. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, so, you know, if you're, if you're talking with the salesperson right now, and now, you know, we're talking about getting the head straight. Yes. Right. What's the next thing, right? Like what, all right. So now I understand that I need to be purposeful. Yes. I need to, you know, to, to come at this. Yes. Yeah. So, so I, ha- I have I have my morning routine. So now who's the ideal buyer, right? So that's why I help. So if you're not clear on the ideal buyer, none of this is going to work, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> now you're just throwing spaghetti at the wall. So it's that now we go into and incorporate the principles of successful selling. But first we have to get you clear. So emotionally you're ready because once you start applying these principles, they're not going to work and there's high, still high rejection. Right. So we just want you to be prepared. I tell people when you can master being uncomfortable, uncertain and inconvenience, it's a win. That's what most people cannot do. They cannot deal with anything that doesn't go their way. Every day doesn't go your way when you think about it. But yes, who is that ideal buyer and being prepared? So start now that you have a vision, you start creating visions before you prospect, before you pick up the Mm -hmm. phone and dial, before you go live on Facebook. What is the outcome? That's going to be beneficial to that ideal buyer. How are you you speaking to them in a way that lights them up? It's not about you getting the sale. It's about you transforming a life or leaving someone better off, right? So it's Mm -hmm. a process of what I call nurturing. If you constantly seed and nurture, you will always have a harvest. But most of what is taught in sale is just how to go out and hunt. And then you're, you know, then you constantly have to hunt. And right, so it's a kill right? Kill or be killed kind of principle, which is exhausting, overwhelming, frustrating versus just your natural ability of how you light up when you think about that ideal buyer and that lights them up. And then doing the activities that maintain that energetic belief, because I always say a transaction is just your belief. So it's your belief that someone else would take action And what you're transferring is belief. You're transferring your belief that the buyer would take action. Belief is emotional. So if you haven't dealt with your emotions, you cannot cannot convince them or you cannot influence them to take the action that you believe is in their best interest. So I love the phrase, light them up. Like, I think that's, that's so cool, right? Like we we can be really excited about what we do. And when Bill and I talk about social selling, like we have, you know, we light up, we're excited, but the key is not our excitement. Mm -hmm. The key is to, I guess, transmit. That's probably not that it's uh, to help the person on the other side get as excited about it as we are with the vision of how this can help them transform. Yes. Love that. Yeah, I think of the I think of the Scott Schilling quote, you know, coming in with with high intention and low attachment, you know, and coming in with this high intention that we're going to do this, that we're going to take them on this journey. We we talk about the journey, the buyer's journey. We talk about not leading with our solution, but leading to our solution. And so leading them to the light. Yes. You know, so that that we light them up. This is fantastic I'm, I'm taking a bunch of notes here so <laughs> yes uh, so this is so so good yeah this is um and, th- and this is one of the things i enjoy i when i tell people 
Uh, when people hire me to speak to their teams or train their teams, I, my commitment is that I will help you create successful humans that mm -hmm. will sell well, right? <laughs> I'm not promising you that I'm going to go and teach because what you want is you want them because having a great sales force also means that you also, um, the greatest companies understand that their, their employees are actually selling their company for them and everything they do. Yeah. Right? So when you go to, when, when that company, when those employees go to happy hours, and I always remember this when I was a sales rep or when I worked for a company and I always listened to the people who complained about their jobs because I wasn't that person. Mm -hmm. I, I love where I work. What are you talking? People are, oh my God, where do you work? And they thought it was the job. It wasn't the job. It was me because I was clear on what I delivered, why I wanted to sell. And I went and found companies that align with that so it was a win-win. Mm -hmm. I love I love that. One of the challenges I think for for salespeople is is going out to find those companies that yes. align. Yes. What what recommendations do you have? I know, and then Bill has a question after that. Well, um, I don't personally do hiring or things like that, but um, I have worked with uh, sales reps before who I've coached, and what we do is they literally write out their ideal role, what the ideal job, and then again we go through the process write out whatever you want. Now we've got to look at your qualities, right? Because remember, somebody is hiring you to help them build their business. So you say you want this, what is the value that you bring, right? If you want more, you must become more. We're adults. Jeannie and Santa Claus is not coming, people. You want more, you become more. You want a better job. Why are you more valuable to that company? You want to raise, you want a promotion. Why are you more valuable to the company? Have you invested in yourself? Are you showing up early? Um, do, right? What makes it worth it to that employer for you to be advantageous to them? And when you're clear on that, when you're able to, that's when you actually attract more opportunity because when you're interviewing, you're interviewing them to see why they get you instead of why you get the job. Ultimately, you know, we often say, there are three elements to this, right? You have to love it. Yep. You have to be really good at it. And people have to be willing to pay you for it. Exactly. Yeah. So that's like the trifecta. Bill, I'm sorry. I know it's all yours. That, that's fine. I, I just want to go back to that because what if what if you're, you're a sales rep and you're at a company now and you're trying to sell authentically, but but from the top down, it's we just care about these numbers. We just care about you doing this amount of calls per day. And we don't care what you have to say to get them on the phone. We don't care what you have to say to get a signature. Great question. How, how do you kind of lead up to, to that level? So well, th that's where your performance is important because they're only going to listen to you if you're a performer, right? <laughs> so, right. Uh, I like, it's always intriguing to me, the people who are not performing, who want to complain and want to change things, or they just got there and haven't been there long enough to, you know, really prove themselves and feel like they can change things. So this is where that vision, right? So the thing about the vision is that you don't know when, and you won't stop until. So I always tell people when you truly understand a vision is about developing your character and the quality you are more than it is about the results. The results mm. will always come when you're in a vision. Goals have a timeline. A vision does not. Mm. Right. So and um, so when you decide the vision of you impacting that company, if you believe that authentic selling is in the best interest of that company, then you sit down and you write a vision of that. And if they if it doesn't serve, 
what the, the, the world or the universe or whatever you want to call it will actually place you where you need to be. Opportunity will show up as long as you stay valuable, right? As long as you stay positive and favorable, no matter what. Your belief is always in that there's something greater. And if you see it and they don't, then you are there to give it to them. And if not them, the next person who will benefit you. But yeah. I love that. And then and you're looking at it from a positive perspective. Always positive. Right. Versus whatever you, know, you appreciate will appreciate. It's the law of life. When people start complaining, you are not appreciating. Yeah, Always yeah. stay in that appreciating state, no matter what anyone else's does. If you want to keep your value high, you appreciate always, no matter what. And, and I think you, you have to approach it from the, the point of a, of a high level professional athlete. Yes. And, and, you know, a high level professional athlete doesn't just go to practice once a week. They're working on their craft every single day and they're not practicing less. If the team is doing bad, they're actually you practicing go. more. And they're always with the idea of, of it's not about the level of the team. We don't rise and fall to the level of the team. They have a personal ethos and they have a personal ethic that they live by as a professional athlete. And so as professional sales, as sales professionals, oh, yes. we have to do to do the same thing. So I, I oh, love- Oh yeah, I love that analogy. So I'll probably be using that going forward because it just summed it up and you get a really clear uh, picture. And I always, and the other thing that I rem I'm reminded of are athletes understand they're not paid to play, they're paid to practice. Oh, that's, that's good. So that's good. So I stole mine- <laughs> I stole the previous one from Larry Levine. I'm going to steal that from you and put it together and then it'll be built. I know, right? We just sealed it up. But yes, <laughs> right? Because the the game is only one time. That's the right. Practice is the repetition. All the time. Thousand, 10,000 times so that in the game, it, it's identity. You no longer think you can't because you've done mm. it so many times. And that's why sales. It's muscle memory. Right. So you yep. get clear. What is the success of my sales role? where I am. And then you go do the practice, the identity, right. Of who you're becoming. And then you just keep practicing that. So when the opportunity shows up, your knee jerk is I done. And that where the reservoir, the 90% of your unconscious is already chalked with belief that you can, you are, and you're able. All right. So I'm just going to tell everyone, pause this right now, <laughs> rewind for the last, these last uh, couple of minutes Brilliant. and just keep re-listening to that because that is, that's where success lies in sales. Mm -hmm. So you're not, so, so you're not paid really to get signatures on a contract. You're paid for all the work that you do that lead up to that moment. Yes. And that's where the practice, that's where the practice lies. None, none of us need to be need to be trained how to take a take a signed contract that's natural <laughs> i'll do that all day long so th this is so good and unfortunately we are coming to the end of our time um but wow this is fantastic so michelle tell everyone a little bit more about what you do how they might um get a hold of you to work with you and uh, how they can get stay in touch with you yeah well thanks so much um so a little bit about the work I do, uh, you work with me in several ways. One is speaking. So people bring me in and I always call it the warm up, right? So you'll bring me in to either speak or do a half day or full day with um, your, your team or your client facing employees, right? Um, and it's all about uh, helping them to reimagine what success looks like for them, right? And so then they'll either bring me in for sales for training 
which I do is either as, um, you know, strictly confidence or it's the sales confidence. So it's the psychology. The work I do requires um, that they do at least uh, 12 weeks because it's behavioral. It's all conditioning and there is no, right? So this, the sales playbook, the week, you know, the one week, that is not anything. I can refer you to people who do that, but many people I know have already done that and they're wondering why they're not getting consistent results. They're wondering why they have turnover. They're wondering why um, they can't keep people motivated, right? Um, or they're dealing with a team that's been hit hard by COVID and they're really wanting to amp them up, to mm. ignite their belief that they can succeed in the vision of the company that's created. And that's where I come in and do that work with um, sale, business owners and sales leaders to help them to really create lasting long-term to make behavioral things. changes. Fantastic. And so how can folks uh, So they can up? get in touch with me by either emailing me at uh, michelle at michellebaker.com. So you can email me directly um, and I will send you a link or myself or my assistant will send you a link and we'll get on a chat and see what fun and magic we can make with your you and your uh, team. Or um, if you are wanting to uh, connect and just uh, use a tool, if my name is Michelle R. Baker, dot com slash vision i have a, a vision board download that you can actually um access and it'll also give you uh, yeah so that people can think about what uh the clarity of the vision is so thank you so much michelle this was so good i've got a whole page of notes here and thank you to all those who have been listening and watching and uh, we hope to see you again soon and don't forget, as you're out and about this week, don't forget to make your sales social. Bye-bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. And join us again for more special guest instructors bringing you marketing, sales training, and social selling strategies that will set you apart. Don't forget to subscribe to get the latest episodes from the Making Sales Social podcast. Leave a review down below. Tell us what you think, what you learned, and what you want to hear from us next. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Visit our website, socialsaleslink.com, for more information.